You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Episode of Untapped Gig. I'm your host Monte Ball here again with RJ, my brother-in-law. How you doing, man? I'm pretty good. This weekend was a little rough. I don't mm. know how yours went. How that Devil's Lake uh, hiking go? Uh, I actually didn't make it out there. Didn't make it out there because it was uh, it was raining a lot. Um, it was like it was pretty much wet all weekend, and I honestly, you know, obviously didn't want to go out and you know, drag my feet into mud and, and all that stuff. You know, I, I do like hiking, but only if it's, uh, you know, it's gotta be a certain temperature. The sun's gotta be out and I gotta not get dirty. So <laughs> that's what I was going to say. As long as you can stay clean, you germaphobe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta make sure I, I, I can't be around mosquitoes. No you know, it. <laughs> remember that last go. time we went to devil's lake. You were there, yeah. weren't you? Yeah, you were there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it's PTSD, man. I still have nightmares about that moment. <laughs> Literally, we come out, we come over this hill or whatever. We're we're trying to complete no. The, it was it was when we were walking uh, along the lake. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, and we and some people came were walking towards our face, and they were telling us not to don't continue because of the bugs. And we're like, oh, you know, whatever, it's just bugs. And they're not biting. They weren't mosquitoes. They were gnats gnats and you know we're just like nah not a big deal it'll be fine and uh we continue and all of a sudden you see just this cloud of gnats i'm talking like you know what it really reminded me of it reminded me of that movie the mummy when the <laughs> locusts came over that hill do you remember and, the sound like that's what i remember about uh, it like whatever i'm around bugs like that all the time mm-hmm. as long as they don't bite they don't really bug me but the sound of when they all kicked up was like an a spaceship landing almost. Yeah, like yeah. it was it, just a a constant buzz just coming up, and then they were in everything up your nose, in your ear. It was crazy. Yeah, that was the problem. That that was the biggest. I I trying to escape that cloud of gnats, uh, with my mouth closed and trying to close my eyes as well too. Uh, it was difficult without stumbling into the water into the lake so that was uh that was not a good moment so yeah i didn't didn't end up getting back there this weekend uh so i kind of well, just after hung an around experience there. like that the last time i wonder why yeah i kind of just hung around and uh you know i'm, I'm gonna speak to what i have geared up for this week but uh most definitely obviously want to hear about how your weekend went uh it was chaotic it was the the worst weekend uh so far of quarantine uh my oldest, the toddler, is bored to death, so he's breaking <laughs> everything. Uh, every time we start to show his younger brother, who's eight months and just started crawling, a little bit of attention, he's got to run over and either push him over or like act like he's hugging him, but he's really trying to tackle him. Mm-hmm. And uh, just c- trying to keep him entertained has been very difficult. I bet. Yeah, yeah I bet. Uh- Yesterday, I took a two-hour nap, and it still felt like it was about 30 hours long. Jeez. Yeah, for me, it's – 
and a lot of people like you've seen it all over social media too. And it's just funny how you can just find some, some things that are in common right now with other people with what they're dealing with in quarantine. And it's like the days are just blending together right oh, now. Yeah. Um, it just, it's like, what day is it? Um, you know, it's, 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 it's odd. It's different, but the, yeah, I can only imagine, um, you know, trying to keep the little ones occupied like that. Uh, and the worst thing is, like you mentioned, it was rainy all weekend. We couldn't go outside. Exactly. exactly. We could have gone outside on Saturday. It wouldn't have been like that at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Friday, guys- Friday was a good day. We went, um, we went to the daycare and he got to play in the backyard with, uh, the outdoor toys. Right. And he had a lot of fun with that. The outdoor toys. <laughs> right. See, I'm kind of like you with that cleanliness. If a toy goes outdoors and it gets rained on, it's staying outdoors. It's now an outdoor toy. It is not coming back in the house. I don't care how that's much you true. bleach it. That's true. It's a good point. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, the weekend was slower. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, this upcoming weekend is better, but, uh, but yeah, man, I kind of wanted to share, I know that you shared your, you know, your, you know, sobriety journey or well, the start of it, uh, last episode, I think it's, it was definitely my turn, okay. my turn to, to get into. And I think I, I got a really good story, uh, a really good one. Uh, I'm a big, um, I'm just a big advocate, you know, with, with therapy, one-on-one counseling, one-on-one therapy, what have you, uh, that's really what helped me out. But obviously at the start, um, you know, I was completely against it. Um, so let's rewind the clocks back to 2016. Um, you know, I'm in the midst of everything. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I knew that I needed to seek help, but, you know, I kind of still didn't like fully accept it, but I kind of knew obviously, you know, obviously something's wrong. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say wrong. I, you know, I gotta, I gotta peel back some layers, I should say, um, and figure out, um, you know, what I've been trying to suppress, um, with alcohol. And so, you know, when you, when you're as high on the pyramid as you were, right. Right. That, I mean, that's gotta be really tough. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's really the reason why, uh, you know, it was difficult, difficult for me at first to kind of admit that, you know, obviously that I have, or, you know, I will always be a recovering alcoholic. And at the time I was an alcoholic, um, because, you know, just from football, I kind of, I call it this bleed over effect. Um, you know, in football, you're taught, you know, don't let your opponent see you sweat. Don't let them see you cry. Don't let them see you in pain, what have you. So kind of shielding that vulnerability. Um, and that kind of bled over into, you know, my social life, my, my real life, I should say, or what have you, um, to where I just never would allow for myself to be vulnerable. Um, so, to th- take you through this therapy process at the beginning. Um, it was difficult for me to, you know, it was easy actually to, to find a therapist and to make that first appointment, but it was so difficult for me, man, to once I parked the car and walked in and sitting in the lobby, that was so challenging for me because as I was in there, there was like five or six other people sitting in there and, you know, they were calling their name. First and last name. We're talking in Madison, Wisconsin here. Um, they're calling their first and so last name. So it's easy name. for you to be inconspicuous. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, they're calling their first and last name to go up to fill out some more intake paperwork. And then they're getting paired with their 
therapist, uh, whatever, and they're going back into their back room. And uh, so, you know, I'm sitting there as they're calling these names and I'm just sweating bullets, man, just because I, I you know, they're going to shout out Monte Ball. Um, and I felt like all the eyes would be on me when they did. Long story short, man, when they when they called my name, no one cared. <laughs> I, I swear, like, it seemed like nobody looked up and stared at me. Um, at least that's what I can remember. I, I no one really really cared. I filled out my intake paperwork, went back there, met my therapist. And, um, yeah, at first it was difficult to open up to him just because obviously you're sitting in a room with someone you don't know and you got to obviously spill all your deepest, darkest secrets to them. Um, not at first, but I kind of understood that I needed to in order to be where I'm at today. Um, but it was tough. It took me probably about seven, eight weeks to really open up and to really finally understand um, a lot of the things that I was dealing with, a lot of things I was battling, struggling with, um, just that being depression, um, high social anxiety, um, and just trying to manage that while playing on a big stage uh, really affected me. You know, just high social anxiety while going out there and playing in front of 100,000 people and never being, you know, diagnosed with it or never being, you know, or never being put on medication for. So that really was just eating away at me and, uh, slipped me into depression. Um, so, you know, I don't want to get too long winded here, but that story really sits with me because I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful and thankful that I actually took that step. Um, because without, without that, I know for a fact, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Um, and, and, and I, and I, and I, yeah, it, it's it's a journey that I'm going to continue, um, you know, going through, obviously, with you, with my father who's in recovery, your father who's in recovery. I think this is uh, this is some awesome stuff, man. So that's that's how it started for me. Um, it wasn't always easy. It wasn't always, you know, straight line. Um, there were some times where I was crying in some therapy sessions. Uh yeah, but I'm so thankful that I, that I did it. And anybody listening, uh, I, I'm a huge advocate for therapy. I really am. Even if you don't notice anything wrong, I still feel like it's so important to go out there and just just dump all your frustrations that you're dealing with. Just vent to someone um, who has no emotional attachment or connection with your life. I think it's so healthy. You know, uh, from my intro to psychology, kind of a Looking at that too, I think there's a smaller scale that everybody can kind of relate to that too. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you are kind of embarrassed about what you're wearing and you're like, oh man, all these people, they're going to remember me because of what I was wearing or whatever. And you see them out like, you know, I, I can relate this to college. Like you go to class, uh, you do something embarrassing or you're wearing something, you showed up late, whatever. You're like, man, they're going to remember that. I'm so embarrassed. You see these people outside of class and you talk to them. They probably don't recognize you. And if they right. do, they didn't <laughs> care about your embarrassment. <laughs> um, I can't remember what effect that's called, but I, fe I felt that all the time too, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I appreciate you sharing your story for sure because I can remember yeah. um, right. the few times that like you and I drank together. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, I feel like both of us went out of our way to make everybody feel accepted and right. you were always trying to, uh, be really cool. Even though yeah, I think right. if you would have just been yourself, you would have been fine. 
Um, but now that you say that, looking back on the memories, I can kind of see times when you were uh, really trying to put that forward because I think you felt right. you had to. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 so odd to think about because you know you it's it's you know you know we 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 come from two different backgrounds of course uh you know someone who was 21 22 at the time who has the world at their fingertips uh i mean i have it seems like you know there would be nothing wrong with me it seems like uh you know this kid's got it all made for him he, he he's going to be fine he's going to be good but it's it's you know just to point out that you know addiction um you know mental health issues do not discriminate um and for me, it just felt like, you know, I, it's, you know, honestly, man, with money comes, comes a lot of problems. Um, it, it does the accessibility to alcohol, um, placing a lot of black, bad people in my circle. Um, it was honestly just a recipe for a disaster. Um, and, uh, you know, I know my parents at times may feel guilty about it, but I always tell them not to, cause you know, it's, it's something that I needed to learn. Um, which I'm glad that I've learned it in my 20s, got all that bad stuff out of my system in my 20s before my son was even born. So now I can <laughs> obviously have some lessons to teach him and moving on to the big 30 and uh, and on. So definitely. So yeah, man, you, yeah, you, uh, yeah, your story is obviously one that I must definitely keep close to my heart. Um, obviously you being, you know, my sister's husband, um, so yeah, this is, this is quite the journey that I'm excited for and, and I'm glad that we started this. Yeah. I mean, uh, just having someone to talk to and being able to relate to on different things, like our stories are different, but same time they're similar, right? Like, so true. Yeah. uh, yeah. I mean, I, from your stories, it sounds like you weren't always comfortable in your skin. And I know for a fact Absolutely. that that was me. Um, it took a, I remember you know, this was before my, I started drinking, but I would hide knowing answers and being smart, quote, unquote, because I thought it was kind of uncool. Like, I just wanted to kind of coast and be average. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if you're great, just be great. Be yourself. Right. People will appreciate it. Uh, you know, put, put out positivity into the world and people will be positive back. And that really is a mindset. And right now in the day and age we're in, it can get really easy to be caught in the negativity. So but if you look for positive things and you put positivity out into the world, you're going to do a lot more good than bad. And like, you know, you're so open about therapy. I went to therapy for the first time back in November. Mm -hmm. And I went because of work. And work had been so bad because of uh, one coworker, well, technically two, for almost two years. And uh, it was starting to affect my marriage. And it was right. starting to affect me being a parent. And uh, I'm really glad that I went, but it took a little bit to open up. And uh, I didn't realize I was shutting my emotions out, which was making it starting to kind of ooze out to the point that like when they would come out, it would be an explosion. Yep. Um, so Absolutely. take making that call can sometimes be hard. Sometimes that first step, sometimes sitting in the lobby, Oof. but it's, it's worth it. And, uh, I, you know, I really hope this country, we can kind of start to get over that stigmatism 
And I think mm-hmm. your work, uh, especially, and you being so open about it, is a great first step in it. Um, so thank yeah, you I for your story. Us, man. Thank you, man. Yeah, I think the both of us. And in that same breath, I think it's, uh, I think also we are starting within the last, what, four years, five years, we're really starting to see, you know, people really starting to place a microscope over top of mental health, um, which is such a great thing. Obviously, there's so much more work to be done, of course, but at least, you know, we're starting somewhere, you know, with Kevin Love coming out with this story, which was what, two, maybe three years ago. Uh, Other um, really notable athletes as well. But, you know, then you start to see, you know, people who aren't on the big stage is really starting to push forward and do some work and pass some bills or, or, uh, you know, really get into the work or, or into the field of, of therapy or mental health. Um, so it's just awesome. It's awesome to see this stuff happening. And I think that we started this at the right time, man. This being the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, we've got, some really positive feedback. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you and I are very critical on ourselves. And yeah. in this, it kind of extends to each other uh, because I think, I mean, we're both very competitive and we like to win. So, and we, I think doing this well would qualify as winning. Oh, so, absolutely. I oh, mean, I'm we're both that. very driven by that. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Not a, not a, not a, you know, flip this. It's, it's, Oh yeah, I'm not doing this to. I I want this podcast to be number one. We're we're gonna blow this mug up, man. We're gonna blow this mug up, and it's gonna start with the seriousness, and then we're gonna transition into something to make everybody smile, and that's how we're gonna coast to the top. Boom, boom, just like that. But hey, I want to kind of get into something that man that I'm that I'm gonna be getting into this week. Uh, it was an opportunity that was presented to me. What's today? Today's. Uh, so it was presented to me a couple days ago. Um, so with this counseling group, um, so I don't want to get too long to hear on this, but I think it's, 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 it's so great what the city of Madison or, or Dane County, I should say, what they're doing. So these shelters, um, you know, for the homeless, obviously they still have to practice social distancing. Well, how does one practice social distancing in a shelter when it's, you know, 50 bodies, 50 cots in, or in a room or what have you? So these shelters have teamed up with uh, hotels. They've teamed up with hotels. Really? And yeah, man. And these hotels are obviously housing these, uh, you know, housing people. Um, and about, I think it was about 30 maybe um, organizations were picked um, from this grant. I think it was a million dollar grant to pretty much send people pretty much on site support specialists to these hotels because these hotels, you know, you got hotel managers, you have a bunch of people in on the hotel staff who don't have any, you know, mental health background. Yeah. They're not equipped um, for this kind of, uh, exactly work. So exactly. So a lot of these people are, you know, smoking in their rooms when they're not supposed to, um, you know, they're adults so they can drink in the room, but that drinking is starting to spill over, to, you know, them being drunk, walking around outside the hotel, you know, public intox situations are just breaking a lot of the uh, hotel codes. Um, oh so these shelters, yeah, so these shelters are in jeopardy of losing their contracts with these hotels. So long story short, I was presented the opportunity to be an on-site support specialist at one of these hotels, and I accepted the position um, because I want to help. And well, I want to continue to help. And, um, I think I'm going to, I think I can do some, do some good 
for some of these some of these people who you know don't have anywhere to live so i can help them find places to live i can obviously help them practice um you know good hygiene social distancing etc um so i'm going to be pretty much gone for about 2 months obviously still doing this podcast but uh, i'm going to have a lot of a lot of good stories to share in the, in the upcoming weeks <laughs> i bet that's that's really awesome i i kind of heard uh, through your FaceTime, because you know your yeah. family FaceTimes four times a day now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I heard a little bit of it, but I didn't hear the whole story. That's that's really awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be on lockdown. Um, you know, I, I told them, you know, I'll, I'll just stay on site. Um, mainly for the number one reason, I don't want to. If for some possible or possibility, some chance I catch. COVID-19, which I'm obviously knocking on wood, hoping that it's not going to happen. These guys have been tested, so I should be fine. But I obviously don't want to keep bringing that back to the house. Yeah. Um, So I'm like, just keep me, you know, quarantined pretty much with these people so we can, you know, do some good and uh, just continue to give back because this, this is mental health. This this falls under the umbrella. Um, So that's what my upcoming weeks are going to look like, man. That's, Um, that's going to be, yeah, that's really awesome. I really hope it, uh, you know, people are willing to work with you too. And there's not too much pushback on that too. Right. Cause I, I'm sure, mm, yeah, I'm sure it can be tough for everybody involved. So. Yeah. The good thing they told me that, that I would never be alone. So we're talking 16 hour shifts. They said, um, and I will never be alone. Meaning I'll never have to man the fort myself. Um, you know, there'll be, there'll be two security guards and there'll also be other on-site support specialists. So, um, so it's that's a really good idea. Yeah, I'm glad that they're using the up. hotels for something like that because uh, exactly, you know, they can't really be open right now. So that's fantastic. So true. Exactly. Exactly. You got any big plans this upcoming week or weekends or? Well, I received a phone call from work today, which is Sunday, and it wasn't to come in to work. Um, there's a an apprentice on a crew who came in while he was sick even though the company said they're not going to charge you sick time uh, to stay home right now. And uh, basically he infected everybody on the crew. So they had to shut an entire oh. crew down for two weeks. Wow. And uh, yeah. So it turns out I'm going to have a lot more work on my plate this week, which is fine. Like I just hope that those, uh, all those guys are safe. Um, right. It's a, it's a younger crew. Uh, but one of them has uh, a young daughter. And uh, so, you know, I really hope that they didn't also catch it. But uh, exactly. Yeah. So it's, I think it's going to make for a really interesting week, too, with hopefully people start to take it a little more serious than they were. Um, we were Dude, already, great point. we were already pretty serious, uh, you know, the crew that I'm on. But, mm-hmm. uh, it's not hard for three people. That crew was like six or seven people. Uh, so that makes it a lot tougher to work together and maintain your six foot. But, uh, exactly. Yeah. My, my Such an- supervisor when he called was not, uh, he was not in a very good mood. <laughs> I so I was, it was not a phone call that, uh, I was expecting to receive on a Sunday at, I think it, it was, was three. Sunday three o'clock when I got that. So that was, I was like, Oh, I guess I'm going into work. Cause it's supposed to storm this weekend. I don't know what it's doing around us. Um, right. 
you know, usually the first storms that come through in the year, we end up going to work somewhere, but no, it wasn't that. It was about COVID. It's like, oh, I guess we really are having phone calls every single day about it. That's such a, that I want, I want to backtrack here a bit of exactly what you said about people taking it, not taking it serious or whatever. I think it's, uh, um, such a great segue, man, because there's something I wanted to mention that being, uh, you know, Trump obviously came out and said, you know, we're going to be on lockdown for another month. Um, another month now, which obviously I, I expected that, um, you know, he was thinking that we were going to be back, um, open, I should say, um, everything back open by Easter, which is unreal. Um, so my thing is, you know, we're still seeing videos, or at least I am videos of people in LA. LA is the main one is where I'm seeing them of people not practicing this social distancing. Um, and I kind of yeah, know what your yeah, thoughts I, are on that, man, because I, you already know my thoughts. I'm disgusted with oh, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm upset. Same. I'm a, <laughs> I think it's selfish. Uh, and then these same people are complaining yep. that we're on lockdown for another month. And it's like, well, we're on lockdown because of you. It's like people, it's like people complaining about who's the president, but they don't vote. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's like, it's, we have the chance to, really shave down this quarantine time if we really take it serious and i saw um something released uh i believe it was in the milwaukee journal sentinel that said wisconsin's peak isn't supposed to be till may 22nd Jeez. um yeah i went to the store this weekend it's like two months. i went to the store this weekend and uh i was not happy with a, how many people were there, and B, how half the people had no respect for the dis- distance. Um, it was probably 50% of the people were very cognizant of trying to maintain six foot, and I was trying mm-hmm. to do my best to also maintain the six foot. Um, but there were, and I, I don't really want to bag on them because I wouldn't want to be there, but there were workers there who were trying to stock the shelves I was obviously trying to get something. Um, they didn't say, hey, do you want me to grab you something? Or, hey, I can get out of the way so you can grab that. I had to almost physically move them to get the item that I wanted. Um, and the only reason that I needed that item was because it was for my oldest. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's if we don't start taking this serious, we're going to be in for a lot of heartache. Um, I mean, and we're, yeah, it's the thing. We're just getting started. Yes. And there's a lot started. of small towns and a lot of, um, and a lot of rural states that haven't been hit very hard yet. Just because you don't have somebody there who has tested positive yet doesn't mean it's not there right now. Exactly. exactly. It is there is the problem. It's everywhere. That's this crew that got shut down is working in a very rural city in Madison where this guy, or not in Madison, in Wisconsin, um, mm-hmm. where this kid is from that is showing all the signs, but they won't test because he's not severe enough. Uh, he is from a very rural town of like 2,000 people. So who did he Jeez. get it from? I mean, that whole town is infected. I, it's very yeah, likely. Just, it's very likely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, you know, the... Uh, Dr. Fauci, the person who's kind of leading this on Trump's task force is kind of, uh, I believe he's come out and said 
between 100,000 and 200,000 deaths is what we're looking at right now in the United States. But by, by when? Uh, by the end of this, by the end of summer. It's like, if we don't start taking this seriously, I don't understand what people need to see. Do you need to physically go to the hospitals and see these people on the ventilators? That's what I'm saying, dude. I think it's also, it's this, hopefully this sheds light on how selfish people can be or how spoiled, how spoiled um, we are. For sure, spoiled is a a really good word. you take a few of our civil liberties away and and then you got a whole group of people, you know, just saying it's not real. It's, it's just like the flu or, or whatever the, you know, whatever statistics they're trying to pull up, um, all because, you know, they're, they can't go to the bar anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or they can't go to the club, um, or stuff like that. And it's like, whether you believe it's severe or not, it's, why don't you just practice this social distancing and, and, and everything's going to be okay. I mean, how bad do you want for things to open back up is the question. Absolutely. And that, you know, that's a big thing. And what are you trying to prove? You're going <laughs> it's, it's going to get worse. So pretty soon yeah. you're going to have food delivered to your door and you won't be able to leave unless there's an emergency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's, 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 that's going to be, you know, that's, that's tough, man. You know, throwing out numbers like that, a hundred thousand, 200,000. And the, the thing that gets me uh, and, you know, your sister and I were talking about it today, that it's people, their coping mechanisms, but the people who are downplaying numbers online, like on Facebook, on Twitter, oh, mm-hmm. you know, that's, you know, that's a hundred thousand, 200,000 people out of 350 million. Every one of those numbers is somebody's wife, husband, Mother, father, exactly. grandma, grandpa, brother, sister. That's like, we need to show a little bit of empathy. That's why I'm Period. so mad right now because of the Period. lack of empathy that is yep. being shown right now. I had a conversation with in this group chat uh, four days ago, four days ago, exactly. And uh, one of the guys in there is downplaying it. He's, you know, he's like, it's, it's just like the flu. Just like the flu, uh, you know, what thing that one thing they're not telling you is that ninety nine percent of those who have died in Italy, um, you know, had you know already you know had you know you know health issues, uh, underlying issues, or what have you. Yeah, and li- my res- my exact response, RJ, my exact response to his was, they still died. <laughs> that's that's we're the still truth. We're, we're still talking about eight thousand people oh, and. We, they still There's a died. 17 year old who like, died in California because they wouldn't put him on a ventilator because he was uninsured. Every single one of these people who contracted it would be dead if they weren't on a ventilator. But because we have ventilators now, people are living. This would be the Spanish flu. This would be the plague. Unreal. Like it, unreal. it is absolutely unreal how much people are downplaying this. Mm-hmm. Every single doctor he, and nurse yeah. who work on somebody on this is pleading you to take it seriously. That's so true. Yeah. And he was like, oh, well, it's, you know, he's throwing out, you know, that's, he's throwing out these numbers. And I'm like, but these are still, this is the big, you're comparing the end numbers of the flu or what have you to the beginning stages of, of another pandemic, another 
situation, another, you know. Yeah, ab- you know, absolutely. And thing, I, I, it, I, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I, I get so lost in my words because I'm like, you guys are throwing out these numbers, but these are still people, yes. human beings. So just exactly what you said. And yeah. you're hearing, I mean, you're seeing members of the media, you're seeing celebrities getting it. And you're seeing members of the media passing away from it. Mm. Um, you're seeing celebrities' parents passing away from it. Like, this is real. You're going to, at the end of this, and it's sad to say this, you're going to know somebody who contracted it and maybe somebody who passed away from it. And right. I don't want it to be anybody that you yourself pass it on to. So respect those distances. Try to isolate as much as possible. And let's just get through this. Right. It's not the it's not the end of the world. I mean, it's like you said, we're we're I always you know, I talk to my father about this stuff a lot and um about the flat earth. <laughs> I, I Oh yeah, not <laughs> you're not, not on that yeah, kick I, anymore. I, <laughs> gosh, no, no. <laughs> Lord no. But uh just about how uh honestly I, I, I think you know, I may be a little bit more strict than others, um, but I kind of feel like, you know, right now is really showing that us Americans, we may or may not have too many civil liberties. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I'm just saying like, it's lock us down, period. Bill Gates even said it. And that's really what all his work has been about, his foundation since Microsoft or what have you. It's it's to, to eradicate diseases. diseases. Exactly. And he said it. He said, we need to go on an extreme lockdown for six to eight weeks, period. And I'm 100% on board with that. Complete lockdown. Yep. Lock it down. I. It's, it's getting to that point. It's not point. that long. Six to eight weeks is not that hard. It's not that long. It's So, yeah, that's, that's what I always talk about. And, yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. This is the beginning. But uh, good thing, you know, your family, my family. You know, we're practicing that social distancing. Um, hopefully everyone listening is practicing it as well. It's whether you believe it to be serious or not, just do it. Just do it. Absolutely. <laughs> can can really we please it. get through this already? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's really Thank it, God man. there's some video games really coming it. to the rescue though. Like what? Final Fantasy Seven Remake. That's two <laughs> weeks away. <laughs> Resident Evil 3 <laughs> is next week. God, I wish they released it a week earlier. See, these are one player games. I struggle I struggle really diving into these, so these one player I games. I figured out how to put it into terms of um mm-hmm. so like these scary games, why I love like why I love them and why they're really big for me right now. Like I'm playing Bloodborne again. And in my opinion, Bloodborne is the greatest gameplay of any game I've ever played. And I know there's a lot of people who echo that. I came from Jedi Fallen Order and I went into Bloodborne mm-hmm. and the fighting is similar but it's different enough. The controls are way different. I got Bloodborne the controls back on after dying three times. Like it's just it's there. It's 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 a musical. It's like a it's like a dance. You you get the steps down, you get the 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 move set down of the enemies and you know you're dodging and you're coming back and you're hitting them. And it it's not it's not hard in that they're bullet sponges and it's not hard in that um like you know you just got to keep beating yourself against the wall you're just learning the moves you're learning the steps 
And then once you learn the steps, like, you know, you start, you start moving along. But what it is with these games that keep me on edge, a lot of people right now, you know, their anxiety's high. Um, so they don't want something that's going to add to their anxiety, which I completely understand. And I felt it with that Resident Evil 3 demo. My anxiety, <laughs> I, like, was through the roof as soon as I started playing. I'm like, I should not play this right now. Like, this is not I feeling can't, good. I can't do it. But then can't do it. I started to do well. I started I started to get through this part. I started using my brain and figuring out, okay, what do I got to do here? What do I got to do here? And when you finish it, you're beating your anxiety. So like that feeling of relief, right. that feeling of triumph, like, you know, your entire body's tensed up. I beat some bosses in Bloodborne and it's like my whole body's shaking. I'm, I'm holding my youngest on me and my whole body's shaking as I'm playing, trying to, to defeat this boss. <laughs> and then you got to record this. <laughs> finally, finally I beat him and it's like everything just relaxes. And it's like, that's, that's what it is. That's what it is about these games that mm-hmm. has me like, has me kind of addicted to it. I think that's why I stopped playing uh, the last of us. Uh, that's puts, what that's yeah. what it's called, right? Yeah, puts your anxiety was, yeah. too just, uh, too high, dude. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm still stuck at that once that one part in the hospital when the the generator you got to go crank the generator in the basement oh, yeah. and and then the lights come on, then all the zombies run out and they're I not zombies, whatever they are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's my anxiety is through the roof, and that's what remember I kept yep. saying that. That's why I'm so glad you brought that up because I could never really you know, put into words, but you just did. I remember I would always say it. I was like, I'm not scared, but I just don't feel oh, good. Yeah, no, I get it. But then you beat that part. <laughs> I was like, I feel so uncomfortable. You'll beat that part and you'll be like, you know, your whole body will release and you'll be like, that is awesome. Yeah, but then you're on I to mean, another one. <laughs> eventually the game does end. True. Yeah. And there's I mean, parts. I, I'll that, eventually the, get back to What it. is so amazing about The Last of Us and why I think that that game stands at the top of video game all-time list is the parts in between that they sprinkle in there that you're not you're not anxious about it's just it's it's two people connecting on a human level and you're connecting with them and you like start to feel for them and then come these tense moments and you're like oh my gosh i'm really invested in these characters i don't want anything to happen um but you know you said you're you're stuck at this part and I was stuck at this part uh, in Bloodborne. I'd put it down for probably about a year. And uh, I actually got through it today. I actually got through like three more parts past that. And <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, you haven't beat it yet, no, right? No, I haven't. I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm taking it super slow going right. through it. Like, I want to do everything. So I could have beaten it. I'm at the second to last boss in the main story, and I could have beaten it uh, a few times. But... I'm trying to beat the DLC and then I'm trying to do the, there's like these side dungeons that you can do. And I'm trying to do the side dungeons at the same time. And it's, it's difficult. And the DLC has a couple bosses that are, are really, really tough. And I'm at the, what a lot of Mm -hmm. people say is the toughest boss in the game. Um, and I, I've probably died to him probably, I don't know, 10 times, (laughs) which is nothing in that kind of game. But, uh, his moveset is a little bit more erratic. It's a little bit more of a jazz dance than it is like a ballet where everything's kind of, it's more planned and you can kind of see what's coming before it comes. His is more like, mm-hmm. it's more chaotic. 
So you can't always see what's going to happen and then, you know, react. It's going to, you got to kind of, uh, react just before it happens. So it's, it's a test of reactions. That's for sure on that one. Right. Right. Yeah. It sounds like it's, uh, that gameplay may be a little similar, uh, maybe a little different actually than Sekiro. Oh, it's similar. They're made by the same Um, developer. I gotcha. Yeah. It's like you got it in Sekiro. You can't just run up on somebody and, and, and go and get into a sword duel and think you, you know, battle, I should say, and and think you, and think you're going to win. Um, you got to actually be smart. And, and that game is really based on, um, posture, breaking your enemy's posture, um, with your steps, with your strikes and all that stuff. And then, so they, they can, um, I guess, open or break their posture, open up their chest. And then that's when you strike or something like that. So yeah, the video game play is getting a lot more difficult these days, which, which I can't see how it can be exciting. I guess it's not the same stuff over and over. I mean, it's, it's um, a circle requires actual you play super regular Nintendo, skill. super Nintendo games. Those games are hard. Most of those games are, <laughs> they're not, they're, they're not as easy. Yeah, as, especially from what we remember. Right. So, I mean, remember just what, what was that a month, two months ago when I was playing that uh, Super Mario over at yeah, your house? Probably a month ago, I think. And, you know, I'm thinking I can just run through it like I did when I was nine. But no, I was terrible. Yeah, I've learned I'm really bad at <laughs> platformers. At <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I get too impatient. I'm so bad at and I'm like, platformers. And I'm like, I think back to when I was young and we would just fly through them. That muscle memory. Like it was nothing. Right. Right. But that's good, man. I like I said, I, I I'll keep saying it, but I'll eventually do it. I'll get back into the last. You of us, seriously uh, need to. I think I will now. Like when I'm in when I'm in this hotel, I think I will. I think, you know, I'll have all this free time. It's um, when you beat that game, you'll probably be like, "Wow, I can't believe that just happened." And you'll think back on right. it, and you'll be like, "That game was really, really good." My goodness. Yeah, I mean the awards. I mean, I I mean people. I everyone who has mentioned you know, zombie apocalypse, whatever type of game like that. They, the last of us is at the top. Yeah. Um, always. It's with everybody who, who I know who has talked about, who has mentioned it, where I've read it and stuff like that in the rankings. And so I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do um, it. Another um, one you, you know, be last of us first. Do you have God of War? Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I can buy that. I mean, I remember playing, I think I told you, I think it was PlayStation now. two or three. I remember beating um uh, what was it, the that first been God PlayStation of War? 2. Um, I love that game. It's I love no, I love it's that not game. similar at all. <clears throat> the only thing that's okay. the, In a good yes, way? the only thing that's similar is the character. But even that is a lot right. different and it'll honestly you'll look the story it makes you a better father. It makes you a better parent. The whole story yeah, that's does what I hear. That I can't believe they did what they did with that character, who is just straight anger and masculinity, <laughs> and then what they did with him in this game, like it knocked The Last of Us off as my favorite game of all time, uh, for real. Like that game oh, is unbelievable. See, I'll probably, I'll play, I'll probably play front to end God of War before beating Last of Us because I like games like that. Because God of War reminds me a lot of. And I haven't even played the newest one yet, but just how you just stated with his masculinity, he, he's probably always stoic. I mean, that's just how he is. It reminds me of Dom in Gears of War. 
um, how he was and how emotional that game um, got and and how I felt for those characters um, and stuff like that. So I, I, I do know that from what you've been mentioning about God of War, um, how emotional yeah, it is. I, I really hope that you play Last of Us first, but I think both those games will enter your top five. And I wouldn't be surprised if one of them knocks Zelda off as top. Ooh, I'm, no, no. You know, no, 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 I no, think no, no. so. You know, it's one of the, it's one of those things. It's it's one of those things. It's it's Zelda Ocarina of Time is at the top. Number one, untouched, cannot be touched. A, a lot of it because of the the stop the gameplay, just the time of when that game came out and how how well it is, well how, how great it is, how just beautifully crafted it is front to end. But also the memories. That's what I was going to say. The childhood memories. It makes things. It makes things hard to top. Like we talked about last time with movies. Uh, Maybe that was two times ago. But uh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Since you mentioned movies, I'm going to talk about this TV show, man. Have you heard of it? Have you heard of this show, man? Tiger King. <laughs> Who hasn't heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? First off, why has it been? Why? Why is it all over the place? I guess because everybody's at and home. I, guess. I mean that is the <laughs> number one. But the second one is, I haven't even watched a trailer on it. But from what I see people talking about, it's so unbelievable. <laughs> like, is this real? <laughs> I watched three episodes. How many episodes is it? Wild. Don't know. Don't know. I, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna get back to watching it tonight. Um, after this, but I'm on episode three. And, and let me just start off by saying this: it's super boring. But I'm at the beginning. I understand that. I'm. I just finished episode three. It's boring. But it's a guy who he owns his own private zoo, and he is pretty. He is pretty big time. Obviously, uh, in the private zoo realm. Where is this in the U.S.? Uh, Oklahoma. Oh, really? Yeah. Is in Oklahoma? In, yeah, in Oklahoma. Yeah, his own private zoo, and uh, you know, in a nutshell, Peta hates what he's doing. He, you know, they think it's how old abuse. was this? Um, really good question. You know, I've been zoning in and out of it as I'm watching it, but I think it. I, I think it took place maybe five, six. Oh, seven really? Years I thought ago. it was like early '90s, late '80s yeah. from some of the screenshots I've seen. That's. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You're most definitely right. Now watching, now looking back on their clothes and uh, and some of their video quality. I mean, yeah, you're right. You know, the yeah, early 2000s, the enough. video quality and the clothes weren't that modern. When you go back True. and look at stuff, like look at True. Friends. Mm. It's what are they wearing? True. Like, ser- did I wear stuff like that? <laughs> I hope I didn't. I was we, too of young. We did. I never watched that show either. <laughs> of course, we did. I'm sorry, but that show's straight trash. I thought so too. I thought so too until um, back in November or October, whenever they put Friends on Netflix, I was like, you know what? I say it's trash, but I've never watched it. You know, I can't be one of those guys. I can't be someone who says something's trash and I haven't even watched it. So, and obviously everyone saying it's the number one show ever or whatever. So I was like, oh, all right, whatever. I'll give it a go. I like it, man. I like it. I do. It's pretty funny. So can't lie. <laughs> there are parts that I chuckle at, but there's parts that I chuckle at mm. in the Big Bang Theory. There's parts that I chuckle at in oh all God, of those I sitcoms. I you know I don't mind them 
and straight trash was a little harsh, but I just, I'm not going to sit down and watch them. I'm sorry. (laughs) You, whenever you feel the need to introduce a new show, sitcom show, like not saying you have to sit there and dissect every episode, but give friends. Community. Skip friends and go to community. You you, only watch the first three seasons. That's true. That's true. But you know me, you know, I don't like sitcoms really. Uh, And I actually, I give the thumbs okay. up to friends. All right. I, I thought it was watch Supernatural. Good. Only watch the five mm-hmm. uh, first five seasons. Okay, yeah, and also watch that Tiger King man. Pretty much, it's a guy who's strung out on on, on meth um, and fighting PETA to not take his tigers away. Um, it's 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 wild. It's the most wild show ever. Um, you don't know what to expect type of thing um but yeah so man, that's something that's what like, i've been up to i i saw on twitter and i can't i think it was mina kimes but uh it might have been someone tweeting at mina kimes uh mm-hmm. joe burrow's nickname is tiger king right or are they going to call him joe exotic <laughs> based on this show because of the lsu tigers <laughs> and now he's going to be on the cincinnati bengals Oh, so, people are way oh, too dude. creative. And then there was a Photoshop <laughs> that the Jaguars put out on Twitter. Did you see this? It, no, it was Gardner mm-hmm. Minshew, and they Photoshopped in uh, a Jaguar, and it said Jaguar King. And you know oh, no. Gardner Minshew looks like that already. He does. He has that, he has that was, stash in the hair. And- it was perfect. <laughs> I was like, who did this? And then it was Jaguar's official account. What? That it was wow. too perfect. That's what I'm saying. This that's what I'm saying. That this show just took the media just took the social media platforms by storm. I'm like, "What? I'm like, what what the hell is this?" I'm like, "All right, I'll check it out." I guess I have no You choice. know what I don't get about that too <laughs> is I don't get the people that can just sit and binge like 10 shows in a row. I got to break stuff up, you know, like there's people who finish shows that are released like first night. And I get it. If you like have to review it, uh, for a job or a hobby, you know, Mm -hmm. but I don't get how you can just sit and watch all of them. Like even with the Witcher is probably the last show that really grabbed me. I, I watched, I think the most I watched was three episodes in a row and that was, uh, a night where I couldn't mm-hmm. sleep, so I ended up watching an extra episode. I think the main thing we have to mention, though, at first is the the duration. That the, I don't know how long these yeah, episodes that's a good point. Good point. Are you know, Witcher is hour long yep. episodes, but you know, Friends, which I want you to watch, is you know twenty three minute episodes. Um, but I've noticed but in Jay, my um lack of time with uh being a parent and married and everything 30 minute shows are few and far between and they're freaking awesome when you find them they like i you know that's like perfect that's like with it's the same thing with movies and video games like movies hour and a half i used to not get the people who like were mad at movies that were over two hours i get it now and i i get like video games I want them to be like between six and 12 hours. That's all I want from video game. Mm -hmm. I want it to be six or 12 good hours. 
I don't need a 40 hour video game. Right. I don't need a Witcher 3. You know? No, that's why that's I why that's that. why I put it off for so long and then I did it. And it's like ain't uh I didn't even really love the game, but Final Fantasy 15, I I played like that too. And I kind of regretted it because then I played Horizon Zero Dawn, which was a much better game and I should have started it way earlier. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, that 6 to 12 hour range is like perfect for a video game. Hour and a half, perfect for a movie. Half an hour, perfect for a TV show. I hear you. I hear you. I, 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 I can agree with you there. I really can. Um, you saying you said you saying an hour yes, and a half for correct. a movie, right? Right. I may, I may have a different opinion about that. You like um, longer ones? The other ones I agree with, but uh, I need for a movie to be at least two hours and 15 minutes. Uh, I think it's really difficult unless if you're a phenomenal uh, director or writer um, and pick the right actors and actresses, of course, but character I mean, development, it's kind of difficult to have character development and plot. This is all relative, right? This is like if we're making it perfect, True. but yes, there are movies that need to be over two hours for sure. Like um, right. pretty much all of Christopher Nolan's movies. I get it. Mm-hmm. So, Right. Yeah, I guess it all depends on the director or, or the genre, yeah. we should say. Yeah, the genre for sure. Um, sweet, man. Hey, there's one thing I did want to mention, though. Um, you might have saw my Facebook post. <laughs> Which one? You might have saw my Facebook post about it. Uh, I actually tweeted it. Uh, or No, it was, yeah, it was a Facebook post. Uh, you know, just people ranking. Uh, I said I was going to mention it this episode, and I most definitely am because I'm always passionate about this, of course, because if, you know I'm biased, obviously. Um, you know, ranking Wisconsin running backs. Um, the history of Wisconsin running backs. This guy had me ranked third. Third out of Wisconsin running backs. I, I can't believe he had you to that high. Course. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> I respect the hell out of everybody's opinion, of course. And this is all just jokes and stuff. Honestly, at the end of the day, it's it's an honor to even be on the list. It is because that's that's a forever thing, hopefully. If you know more Jonathan Taylors don't come through the door. But uh you know, obviously, I have it as Ron Dane. Um, he was extremely dominant, but I have it as myself, right after then Melvin Gordon. I'm okay, not taking here's my away question: from Melvin. If Ron Dane didn't win a Heisman, would you have yourself above him? Yes. Okay. Being in different eras that you played in, do you think Ron Dane wins a Heisman if he played with the same numbers that you played in? Be honest now. As in, if 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 so 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 hold on, say it say it so again. So Ron so Dane has exactly the same numbers asking? played in the era you played in. Do you think Ron Dane still wins that Heisman? The answer is no. The answer is straight no. No, I I was just about to say that. I was literally going to say that no because, uh, here no, I, will I don't say think so it. because you had statistically the. Tied for the best season a running back has ever had, and you were third. 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 Unheard of. If And anybody who goes back and looks at those numbers, and it's people who aren't Wisconsin fans, they get mad when they see how RG3 won that Heisman over you and how you were third in I the voting. I don't understand it. You had 40 touchdowns. Because here's my thing. 
<laughs> 40 touchdowns and over 2,000 yards from the line of scrimmage. Obviously, that including catching and passing, or excuse me, catching, excuse me, <laughs> receiving yards. But that's what I don't understand. And we were a two loss team. They were two Hail Marys. Hail Marys. Too. And Baylor was a three loss <laughs> team in a weaker conference. And they were a three loss team. In a weaker conference, I don't understand it. That's why I still, I still have nightmares about it. That's probably going to be with me forever. But uh, you know, I'm not here to stroke my own. You ego. didn't even win the Dope Walker podcast, that year. But didn't even win, and I, I, I'm so glad you mentioned that. So to those listening, you guys, I didn't even win the Doke Walker Award my it made junior year. No I sense. I was touchdowns. so mad for you. Like they gave the Doke to they need Trent to get Richardson. Off of Nick Saban's he had 1600. Shock. I said it. Seriously, they gave, yeah. Trent had, love the guy, of course. We're still in oh, contact really? today. How's uh, he doing? Great guy. I hope he's doing better. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's doing well. Yeah, on IG, we talked to each other. But he had 1,600 rushing yards and I think 18 rushing touchdowns. Are you kidding me? I had 1,900. I'm not go back and look at it. I knew it's I unreal. knew there was a huge separation, and I remember <laughs> watching I had, like so like after your games, we'd be at your parents' house, and we'd watch like the mm-hmm. highlights, uh, or sometimes Alabama games would be at night. So we'd right, watch them and night, be yeah. like, "Look at Trent, man, he's really good." But then all of a sudden, yeah, I still remember it when they came when game day came to town, and they started counting up your touchdowns, and I was watching it on TV. I'm like, wait. You have that many touchdowns? Why are they even talking about this? And then we were looking at that's how did he score all these touchdowns? When did this happen? It was like it just snuck up and then it just kept going and going and going. He had sixteen hundred yards, sixteen and I sixteen or eighteen touchdowns, I believe it was. Uh um I had nineteen hundred yards in thirty nine rushing touchdowns. If you had one more, you probably would have uh, finished second in the Heisman. So I don't understand. So I always get boiled up about that. And I think Melvin is a phenomenal with the amount of temps and the amount of yards that Melvin put up. I think and and even and even scored a good amount of touchdowns too. I most definitely think um, Mel- Melvin you know, was great. Obviously, phenomenal. I don't know. Yeah, running back. I don't know if Melvin would have been as good a running back if he wasn't there when you were there. Like that that work ethic that you put forward, especially that. In between your mm-hmm. sophomore and junior years, um, you know that that right. set the stage for what's been passed down because uh, you just hear stories about how it was before that, and um, you know the level that you took it. I mean, yeah, he, I can't remember how many pounds you slimmed down, but you you look 25. at you look at uh, you know when you were running as a sophomore, and then you look at when you were running as a junior. Can't believe it's the same person. Right. I appreciate that. Yeah, Melvin, um, once he signed with Denver, he sent me a message. Um, I just ooh, pulled it up right now. He, uh, I'm going to read it. He sent it to me on March 20th. Uh, we're, we're, we're good friends. Uh, I wish him the best. He said, thank you, bro, for everything you taught me. Wasn't ideal to be playing for your favorite team, but here I am. I said, love. He said, love you, bro. You taught me a lot. And uh, I saved it. I took a screenshot of that because, you know, it's something I'm going to show my, my kid when he gets older because, you know, Melvin's going to be He's going to go down as a really great running back Um, and, you know, I'm close to him and that stuff. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. I think, I think it is really cool how you Melvin and James are still really, really close. Like, you know, you look back at your senior year, you guys, you had something special there too. 
And, uh, yeah, I remember hanging out with all three of you and you could really tell that you were close <laughs> off the field, uh, even more than you were. And it, it wasn't just on the field. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, getting back it's to the top the journey. So you put Ron Dane, number <laughs> one and yourself, number two. Is that, does that still hold up after what we you know, just talked about? After what you just talked about, no. I put myself number one and Ron Dane number two. So we get the I, true I, feelings I, I, I out do. there now. I'm um, glad we take the, <laughs> the... The way the way you asked that question, the way you brought that to my attention, it does change my opinion that I would put myself number one as the greatest running back to play at Wisconsin um, because everyone knows I should have okay. won the Heisman. Now... You don't put up those numbers in two and a half years. The, and don't win the second you, you you brought this up, and I can't remember if you brought it up to me in person or if you were talking to somebody else, but uh, there's another reason why uh, you put yourself so high compared to Dane and everybody else, and that's because the year that you took off was only half a season. So it's really two and a half yeah, years yeah, yeah. that you put those numbers up. Two and, two and a half years. Yeah, it was the Iowa game in 2010. I didn't start. I was third string prior to that game, and the only reason I got my shot that game was because James and John Clay yep, both I got injured. I remember that well because I was at the airport watching. So I had to st- yeah, the game before that was the Ohio State game when they were ranked number one. I didn't step on the field yep. one time. That was your that sister game. and I started dating yeah. right before that game. Nice, and that pissed me off. So when I, so I got my opportunity to to play mid-season uh, 2010 against Iowa, I, I, I made sure I responded and took off from there. So, yeah, that's what a lot of people forget, too, because if you go and look at the stats, it's like, oh, he didn't do much. First, it, well, I didn't play until, you know, I did all that in two and a half years. Um, and, again, you know, I'm not here to continue to stroke my ego and stuff like that, but – I'm glad we talked about it because I can get very passionate about it. And I, and I do think the way that you framed that question, I do believe it's me. Number one, Ron Day Number two. Absolutely. I, <laughs> I feel like we might have to have uh see if we can get Ron on the podcast to uh, talk about this. He called me. He Ron called me exactly. Let me check my phone right now. I'm checking my phone. Ron called me exactly. He called me at three ten today. 310, I have a missed call from Ron. I haven't called him back yet. But exactly, a missed call from Ron Dane at 310 p.m. Interesting. Uh, don't know why he called. So I'll shoot him a text in the morning to see. But yeah. Uh, podcast so successful. <laughs> it's first week. Yeah, and then he's going to hear this podcast. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, Ron. So, we really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah don't listen to episode five no listen to episode five up until uh minute 54 and then you can go ahead go ahead and right. cut away <laughs> right so i had to get that off my chest because you know i told that one that one guy who mentioned it on facebook so i told him i'd mention it here and he he subscribed and he's listening so that's for you that is exact that is for you uh and i think it was awesome man rj that you sh- kind of shot those question or that statement out um or question, I should say, of asking people if they have any questions. Yeah, uh, I mean, it would you know, be you, awesome. Do you guys have any questions to for answer us? people's questions, especially yeah. about anything, about anything that you yeah. have? If 
you know, it can be about sobriety. It can be about video games, movies, Monty's terrible taste in movies. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to give you my full opinion on this Tiger King uh, next episode. Uh, I don't, I don't subject but yourself yeah, I think to it's it awesome, if though. you don't want to. <laughs> I do think it's awesome that you asked that, that you put that out there because, yeah, that, you know, that's a good way that we can kind of take this to uh to another level um you know answering absolutely you know i put that out there on facebook and uh twitter in case people are curious uh our emails is also there at untapped keg at gmail.com if anybody wants to email in a question we'll try to get it in uh also something that i did today on a whim i started a subreddit uh which is r slash untapped keg so if anybody wants to go there, we can nice. try and try and answer your questions. Uh, I, you know, I'd, I'd probably try Twitter, Facebook first, to be honest. But eventually, it'd be nice to kind of get the Reddit up and running because then you can post stuff to Twitter and uh, Facebook from there. It's pretty user friendly that way. True. True. Facebook seems to be the you know just that organic um, yeah growth. Right. Right now it is for sure. Uh, right now SoundCloud is kind of our for some reason is our biggest platform for, uh, mm-hmm. you know, listeners too, but, uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Google play, all the major podcast, uh, areas. If we're not, please send us a message, try to get on there. Uh, basically I just don't know about it is why we're not on it. Um, one thing too is, Sweet, you know, man. right now we have more time. So we're recording mm. more than one episode. Uh, Eventually, we'll probably be down to one a week and we'll be posting on Fridays. But why not take advantage of uh, having a little bit of extra time, right? Right. Exactly. And I like it, too. Uh, I think we're starting to catch a groove. This episode was Uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, and just keep keep knocking these out and providing some good content for you guys. So, yeah, I really wanted to bring that up. I think it's awesome that you asked them for questions. And I I think it's going to I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I think think we're going to have a lot of laughs. We're going to. Yeah, because we don't we don't bite our tongues, we don't hold back. So I'm gonna this give episode it to you straight. is where you see that. <laughs> yeah. Last last episode, you said yeah, you had a hot I'm, take, I'm, and I'm gonna tell you, be frank, it wasn't that hot. All right, it was like you know middling, maybe a hundred degree temperature if we're talking water. Right, but uh, you know right. that was a pretty spicy take you just had. I'd put that on the ghost pepper. That yeah, was boiling absolutely. water. Absolutely, and that's how I feel. At first, I had it as Ron, then me. But the way you, you were framed being the diplomatic, question, and I it, could tell you're touche. I do put myself as number as one. well. You I should. really do. <laughs> I really do. Um, Don't ask mine. I do because I. <laughs> what, what, what do you? What do you I, got? I'm not what answering you got? this. <laughs> There's no her feelings over here. I, I, I honestly I tell respect you what, everybody's opinion because I can't. I, t- I can't tell everybody that I should be number if one. If people want to know, that's not how it works. My opinion, then they need to write in, uh, send tweets, check on Facebook, let us know you want to know about it. I like it. Otherwise, I think it's I like your opinion it. that matters the most here. I like. <laughs> I like it. Sweet man. Well. um, well, you guys, I think that was good. 
I think, I think, I think we nailed a lot of topics there. You can most definitely give us a follow at, um, you know, at, at untapped keg on, on Twitter. Um, RJ, I'll let you take uh, the last untapped keg on Instagram. Know. We haven't really been pimping or really using our Instagram very much, but, uh, you know, we'll try to, uh, yeah. Facebook is a really good place to be. Uh, like I said, the Reddit right. is good. Otherwise, you know, if you email us, we'll try and get back to you. If you want to follow me personally or send me something, uh, at it's trickster I T Z. And then the one, the, the I and trickster is a one. Uh, that was the only way I could get it. So, uh, where do <laughs> people follow you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, um, at Monte ball, 28, uh, Instagram Monte ball. Um, yeah. And shoot us questions on any platform, whether that be straight to our Instagram, uh, for this podcast or our own personal Instagrams or personal Twitters or what have you. Um, we're looking forward to it. All right. Thanks for listening again, guys. You have a good week. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.